Mr. Burb. Mr. Shagman. I am not really happy today. Um, there is something on my plate. Um, some might call it toast. W- what the hell is it? Well, it's it's not often that we rope in the skills of, of, of my chef for this. We normally run on, on, on your expert. Um, yes. And in, in the interest of uh, celebrating the launch of the, uh, or, or the 50th anniversary of the launch of Apollo 13, the chef had this yes. very clever idea to sort of try and make toast without a toaster. And what I saw in the kitchen, um, which is I assume what you've got on your plate, was him um. trying to do re-entry of toast using two blowtorches and to use the thrust of the blowtorches to balance the piece of toast in the in the sky. Um, so I, I think it's known as the um, Apollo Celebration Special, this one. <laughs> Toasting Design, welcome back. Shaka Shekman, Michael Burr. Let's talk about a design using off-the-shelf components only. No, off-the-shelf components only. Maybe a, a, a t- taking a whole lot of different designs that currently exist and then putting them together. Um, and, and, and I think students might also refer to this as a catalog design. Ah, that's the other one, yes. I could remember right, but I, I would say that off-shelf is a little different to catalog. So to me, when you, I mean, Mm. they probably mean the same thing um, by definition, but um, to me, off-shelf would mean that there's something available in a store somewhere that you, you know, and and we're talking machine store or else in in the kind of commercial sense of it, that you could take Mm. that and then use that in your design. So, I mean, for this particular case, it always helps for us to have an example. Um, If we just start adding words to this, I would go for... Uh, I'd start the thing with um, children. Okay. Um, I, I guess you could say um, r- race. Um, sure. Indoors. All right, cool. Why not? Let's keep the children in. So let's see if if we could we could come up with uh, with a design that is uh, an integrated system of off shelf. Uh, let's call them appliances or, or components to see if we could come up with something that children could use to race indoors. And we can easily motivate this as to, you know, what's the problem? Currently, we can't go out. The stores, you can't buy anything currently other than groceries and necessities. And I think racing equipment is not deemed currently a necessity, weirdly yeah. enough. Um, so parents, in order not to go insane, need to entertain their children. Let's race them indoors because... I guess that would be actually really, really entertaining. Um, okay, cool. So, where are we? Uh, you know, we've got to look at that, I suppose. Uh, is this powered or is this an unpowered system? Well, that's the very first thing. Um, the, mm. the, the part of the problem is is obviously if, if off-shelf in this particular thing meant out of a cupboard or out of the garage or mm. out of the garden shed or something like that, we'd be talking about something which you, which you had, which you could then... Yeah. Bo- let's use the word borrow as opposed to modify so significantly it's yes. toast literally um, yeah and, and and obviously the first thing would be is this something which which the kid basically pushes themselves around with or is this yeah. uh, some form of um, external um, pull force or thrust no we're not saying that's parents we could that could just be a um, an actual external motor or something of the sort 
So I mean, well, if, I mean yeah, if, yeah. If, if if we were designing a, a racing car, um, very seldom do you start off sort of the Jeremy Clarkson approach with here's a jet engine, what can we do with it? <laughs> True, but I, I think in this case, I, I think that would uh, sort of kick off most things. It would kind of, it, it, to me, given the limitation of the fact that we're using things that we only have indoors, the power would probably be what I would deem as the biggest issue. I would, but I'd also think what 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 sort of indoor things? If I start looking around, what I've got here, have I got which could roll or slide? Mm. So I'd, I'd I'd need something that could do that. Um, if I just think about it, okay, depending on the mass of the kid, the easiest thing that could be turned into some form of vehicle would be the strangely wheeled veggie rack I've got. I could use that, or I could use a clothes drying rack. That's a thing that sort of looks like a skateboard. I was thinking of a the sort of um, clothes basket for you know the laundry once it's out the washing machine sort of thing. Um, yeah, you know, okay. A, sort of a, a, a box cart style container. Um, okay, also fine. Depends yeah. on the environment, you know, because are you on hardwood floors or are you on tiles? Or yeah, it's well, it's, it's wood. Yeah. I'd, I'd say carpet so, would be the biggest challenge here. Oh, very much so, Because yeah. wheels don't uh, do carpet so nicely. No, you'd very limit yourself in terms of what kind of options we could go down if we went. All right, so yeah, let's let, let stick to tiles or, or wood or... The carpets would be rolled up. Lino or something, thing. yeah, fine, perfect. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool stuff. Um, I mean, as an interesting kind of detour, when looking at design like that, you, you see that obstacle in your way um, or a constraint in the way of your design. You know, we, we're simply saying, now, oh, we're just going to roll up the carpet. Um, that's sort of an interesting one to sort of think about in terms of when or how easily you can make that sort of assumption, just saying, no, no, just forget that aspect of it and we're just going to ignore it completely. Yeah, I mean, for, for, for carpet, I would say if it's wall-to-wall carpet, if, if you decided while well, mom was reading a book to rip up the skirting boards and roll the <laughs> carpet into the corner for the sake of a race um, you certainly would not be getting toast for a while um, if if it was a rug uh, you know certainly you could roll it up and move that out of the way yeah. so you know I, th I think when it comes to modifying our race course here we'd be looking for temporary um, mm. changes you know you'd, you'd move furniture okay. out of the way or towards the center of a room so that you've got mm. you know some form of go fast turn left racetrack exactly cool stuff okay um right so if if we found something that we could we could roll because the type of surface that we've got is a, a rolling surface um mm. we had ideas for a laundry basket or a veggie rack or a, a, mm. cl a clothes drying um horse thing um i'd have to go and dig in the garage to see if i still have my skateboard but you know i i might have might not but we've, we've you know i've got something that can roll and so do you um yeah Next thing is, um, okay, in your laundry basket, kid could sit in laundry basket. Mm. Probably yeah, like have arms hanging outside to kind of steer by touching the ground or something like that. Um, yeah. And if, if I was to use my clothes rack, that thing's so low to the ground, you'd basically sit on it. Um, you'd have to basically make sure none of you actually hit the ground. It's, it's quite, quite low. Um, yes. All right, fine. So there's certainly a way of steering it by holding on things and, and whatever you needed to do. Um, what are we going to do for propulsion? Or 
Well, I was actually thinking like my idea for propulsion would actually take care of steering as well, where um, some kind of uh, long arm, which I'm thinking a mop or a broom or something like that, and that you basically have two of those in each hand and you're basically gripping onto the corners of aspects of, of certain parts of the house um, and pulling yourself along then and round corners and stuff like that then as you go along. I, li- I, li- I like that, that idea. So you, you're pulling yourself along. Um, if you think of a Venetian longboat and now you take your mm. mop and your broom, you could sort of, you could hold each one near the yes. bottom and you could literally use your arms to almost walk and and pull yourself along without actually touching the ground yeah okay fine um what can we do which let's say sounded cool that made a noise um and also produced a bit of thrust uh, household device i mean a hair dryer is not gonna work not, not, not enough power unless you had 50 women in your house and you could you know strap all of them onto your thing and well destroy escom with the power load that would thing would pull but yeah no definitely not i'm nothing. sorry my mind just wandered quite quite heavily there <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to the topic shall we? um uh, what, what else i mean you, i don't think depending on you know sort of how well wheeled and how low friction it is i don't think a fan would necessarily work no i don't um, think a fan i'm trying to think if you had a vacuum cleaner that had the blow mm-hmm. function you could you could just you know have the the barrel bits um, like attached to your back as a, like a backpack thing. You you could mm. try that um, depending on the mass of the kit and again the coefficient of friction, but it might not work. Mm. I mean, I, you you put a bed sheet up and you blow up into the bed sheet. It's a kind of a sail. I don't, I don't oh, know the good old coming. Newton three years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah I'd be curious <laughs> where that would potentially go. Um, if if we were to then take a sidestep into Mother Nature, if there was let's mm. say a dog around, Ooh, you yes. could you could you know throw balls for the dog and you know hold on to dog and dog could pull you. Mm, mm, definitely. And Just and a piece of yeah. Yeah, and 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 in this case, we would regard the dog as the off-the-shelf item. Oh, very much so. Um, mm. even though it is an animal and you wouldn't normally think of it that way. Um, in, in this particular case, off-shelf would fit in the name of the, the leash, would be a standard thing. If you didn't exactly. have a leash, you would fashion one out of something, which mm. didn't hurt the child, didn't hurt the dog. Um, exactly. and, and, and the dog would be returned to the garden unharmed after this, mm. hopefully mm. having won the race around the lunch. Um, yeah. What else could we think of in terms of propulsion? Stuff that that I mean, let's talk about garage implements. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know it's a bit of a stretch, and you'd have to turn the belt inside out, but you could use a belt sander. <laughs> My nice hardwood floors. <laughs> As I said, turn the belt inside out, so it's oh, okay. paper side out or something. Yeah. I'm just it's thinking of the mess you could make of the belt sander in a carpet. Holy cow! <laughs> you could do crop circles. <laughs> You see, who, who had the best racing line? You used different colored belts. I mean, who wouldn't uh, want a set of 11Zs on their, on, on their pristine carpet? Uh, what I mean, you, you could use, if you were to attach, say, a, a, a string or something to the doorknob on the far side, you could, mm. I mean, I know it's hell of a dangerous, but you could have the kid with an electric drill and then, you know, you turn the drill and then you wind up the rope as you as you pull towards it as a form of propulsion. Ooh, yeah, w- oh, yeah, winch. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I mean, I was thinking of a sort of a, I don't think it would be effective at all, but a, the, the sort of mechanism in a jaw press when you're pulling down the handle and it extends, you basically put, you know, one big wall um, uh, masonry jaw bit in your bits. Don't turn the machine on, obviously. And then you basically keep pulling the handle back and forward, back and forward, back and forward, and see if that kind of, you know, pushes you off. Almost similar to the broom idea, the sort of... Um, Venetian gondola style, but yes, in in uh, fact, what's what's interesting is both the the original mop and broom of of having long handled things with hooks in them, plus the idea of the ratchet thing. That's you could take inspiration for mountaineering gear, because obviously mm. those both of those techniques are used in a vertical sense. Um, mm. They can obviously also be applied in the horizontal sense. So yes, um, you could certainly use something like that. Um, not you know, I know we said for indoor use, but I'm trying to think. Mm. Um, uh, lawnmower. I mean, a lawnmower is a cool thing. A lightweight kid could actually sit on top of one. Oh, I was just thinking, I mean, that sorts out quite a few aspects, especially if you have one of those floating hover lawnmowers. That'd be even oh, good old flamo. Yeah, I don't know if you'd be able to lift a kid, though. However, the flamo could just be turned sideways, like they were super lightweight and actually produced a reasonable Ooh. amount of thrust. Yeah, take the handles off. Yeah. Uh, attach them up onto your. That's like a little backpack, or... yeah. <laughs> yeah okay Nothing i know what i'm doing that. after this <laughs> <laughs> i know what i'm not allowed to do after this but sure <laughs> okay so i mean um, I, I i think we're sort of exhausted the the this um yes no no, no. Should, should we talk about the application of off-shelf design as appropriate in undergrad projects i, I think so um i would say it's very me, difficult for the second years with the mars project I mean, and, and and I think it was deliberately made that that you couldn't really use much off-shelf stuff. And primarily, we do that. It's it's not to be difficult. It's not not to kind of inhibit. But because, I, you know, the main reason why I'm always very careful around off-shelf design is that it is very easy to put forward a solution where you're not demonstrating very much in terms of your designability. Um, if, if we go back to our, our sort of basket flamo broomstick idea it'd be a bracket or a strap system to strap the flamo to yourself the you know broom maybe removing the head of the broom or something like that other than that you're not doing much yeah um, and 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 i think in in addition to that if you pick an off-shelf component um, or system and that happens to be the major part of your new design it, it's the main mm. thing that makes it work technically you've taken the solution to another problem and you've tried to force your solution to have a large element of that same problem which um, can sometimes be justified but not often mm. yeah and no, i think that's i mean if we and if i look at it in terms of 30 and for the 30 mix i think it, it is certainly something that is it's a viable solution to a lot of the problems in, in using just basically Right, take a bit of this vehicle, take that trailer, attach it to this, you know, powered system, put this new engine in. Um, it, it is technically a valid solution, um, but given the fact that, you know, I'm really worried about, you know, you be, a student being able to demonstrate um, sufficient design. Mm. So then how, how do you understand that that's the direction a design could go? So say you've come up with this problem, this is a problem, 
is this are there signs that would indicate that this has a potential to go down a direction where it is going to be an off-shelf design yeah it's 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 a large concern that we do have for for some student projects um i also mm. think i mean you know um some of the students that i've interacted with over the third year mech mech design um project mm. certainly there are off-shelf vehicles but mm. you know what the, the wrong thing to do for for that project is to take the entire off-shelf vehicle yes. and then and then what you end up doing is you focus on one particular word ooh, 100 100 years ago or into the future or in mm. the desert or in the aquatic thing and then what you do is you basically take that off-shelf thing and with blinkered blinkered eyes a modification is only done on one small aspect of it and yeah. in, in some cases that's the wrong aspect to start the modification process or, or even you know um, convert this off-shelf thing into something else um, if, if, if you don't know what what you need to solve the problem you can't mm. really even start going shelf shopping yeah no actually that's a really good point um, and and sometimes you, you the the use of the product can be validated but it is still not suited so if i'm going back to the flammer let, let's say you know, the, the flammer you wanted to get there to actually flower the kid sitting on top of it you, you don't drop the idea because it cannot actually lift the kid you would take it as an off-the-shelf design but you'd have to heavily modify it whether it's a, a new propulsion mm. system whether it's a new blade design or something um, or a skirt that you'd have to put on it in order to have it inflate or whatever and get extra lift um, so that it then could carry that it is off the shelf design but there is a lot of extra modifications and and, and uh, additions you need to put into that design to then make it work so taking off the shelf just because it worked originally and is in production doesn't mean it actually now still works for your design i think it's a good distinction to make it is another thing is you know when when considering off shelf uh and and catalog type um things where you you you're going to you're going to go and use one because it's the simplest thing to to use to solve that particular part of the the design problem Con the, the whole conceptual design process has to apply to that as well so if you find a flamo that's on the shelf at at, at the garden shop or right, mm. that's concept a or b um what 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 else can you use um and if, if you find a bunch of off-shelf things that can do it you actually need to integrate them in you have to go to the next step in the design and then see, oh, does this make the overall thing more focused, less focused, mm. better or worse, uh, more expensive, less expensive? You're sort of starting to consider your criteria as well while mm. keeping your eyes on your requirements and making sure that you, you sort of satisfy your constraints. Then off-shelf integration is is not bad. It, it's act, it, no. it, it can sometimes accelerate a, a, a particular design project at third and fourth year level um, quite substantially. Well, it's just, I think it's purely about a, a propulsion system uh, alone. You know, taking well, we we need a new engine. I'm not going to design a new engine. I'm just going to use the engine from this vehicle. You mm. know, in the case of the second years, it's we're going to use the existing motor that is on the rover that they currently have. We're just going to fit it to a new chassis and and a new or get put multiple ones on or whatever the case is. Um, we're using off shelf in terms of that same motor. We're not designing a whole new motor per se. Um, but we're not also then saying that that you know that just because we yeah you know, I don't know we're going that one but yeah no that should work. I I I think as a sort of the 
caveat to that um has anyone seen Bert Russell lately? Um, is to take. <laughs> <laughs> there was an off-shelf component that you introduced, Mr. Sheckman. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I miss him. <laughs> um, is 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 to integrate the, you know, so you 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 don't have to integrate the entire off-shelf thing. I agree with exactly mm-hmm. what you said. You could take uh, aspects or, or or something from another. You know, machine and then integrate it into design, and that's not wrong as long as it's fully justified and that the design actually solves the problem and the whole thing makes sense once you have integrated it. Mm. I think that's a good enough finish off point for the day, though. Then, Um, so yeah, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks so much for listening. Cheers.